Hello, Tudor-minded people. It's Philadelphia Carrie for Tudor Time Machine. The word I share with you this week is impudence. This is a word that I do not like, for I believe a lady should dress as she likes. It is no impudence to wear a gown that shows a well-shod shoe. Impudence? Oh, now, Tudor Files, what think you? If you're new here, I'm Gage. I'm Jessica. And we're here with Philadelphia Carey for Tudor Word of the Week. Don't miss a word and listen to the Tudor Time Machine Story Project. Jessica reads a chapter of Time's Riddle, and then my dear friends discuss the history behind the mystery. How diverting! So subscribe on YouTube and give me a like. Thank you for listening. Tudor Files are an amazing bunch. Every one of you has the wit of Rosalind and the heart of Cordelia. I'm so curious about this word, Philadelphia, impudence. I think of it as meaning sassy, talking back to someone. But from your example, it seems that that is not what it means. Indeed, it does not. It means immodesty. I'm a bit shocked because it, in Tudor plays, when they call the women impudent, I always thought it made them sound strong and kind of sassy. I think in this period, it, it, it could also be shameless in this time period. But now it means being offensively bold, or as the British might say, cheeky. The play that is our example is not simply cheeky. It's deadly. It's written by Thomas Middleton and William Rowley, and the title, The Changeling, refers to the popular myth at the time that a fairy creature was left in place of a child, and the real child was stolen by fairies. And it also refers to the idea that people change, or a person who changes, that someone who is good may turn out to be evil, that a servant may turn out to want power. The lead in this play is called Beatrice Joanna. She has two names because she's two people in a way. It's a very intense story. In the main plot, Beatrice Joanna is a wealthy young woman who is engaged to one man but loves another. And she enlists the brooding servant, De Flores, to help her murder the man she is to marry. And his name, De Flores, suggests that he will deflower her. De Flores is so terrible, and yet he loves Beatrice Joanna and he believes he can gain her love, and they become entangled. They will make it seem that it is Beatrice Joanna's maid who has committed the murder. It's all about how desire can twist a person and ruin their life. This is not a true love conquers all play at all. It's interesting because the protagonists each take their own lives, and DeFloris dies first, and then Beatrice Joanna begs forgiveness before she too kills herself. So Beatrice Joanna is trapped in her circumstance, and the actions she takes are undeniably terrible. But she does have plenty of agency. She really does seal her own fate. Philadelphia, what is our scene? In this scene, Beatrice insists she is innocent, but the man, Alcimero, she once loved, said she is shameless and now loves the lowly, brooding de Flores. Beatrice says, Show me the ground whereon you lost your love. My spotless virtue may but tread on that before I perish. Samero answers, Unanswerable, a ground you cannot stand on. You fall down beneath all grace and goodness when you set your ticklish heel on't. 
there was a visor, oh, that cunning face, and that became you. Now impudence in triumph rides upon it. How comes this tender reconcilement else twixt you and your despite, your rancorous loathing to Floris? He that your eye was sore at sight of, he's now become your arm's supporter, your lips saint. Beatrice answers, Is there the cause? Alcimero says, Worse, your lust's devil. Wow, your lust's devil. Oh, dear. These characters have such strong voices. And I do love this play, the way Beatrice Joanna just insists she's innocent, even though everything is laid out for her, that she's enlisted to Flores to murder the man she was to marry. And she's even set her maid on fire. I mean, this is a bloody play. And I think I prefer the current use of impudent. Sassy is good for me. Al Samero is not using impudent in this sense that she's sort of cute and sassy. She's really, she's gone to hell in his estimation. Yeah, shameless and, and despicable. Indeed. I believe I too like the more innocent version of impudent. But give heed to the files. Don't bring 16th century shame to your vocabulary, but use impudence comically. You impudent Tudor files. Listen in next time. Don't miss a word. Subscribe on YouTube and give me a like.